What do you think? About Last Kingdom. I was like, did I not just say last name, Doctor Strange? That was the most recent one. That's a good one. I love Doctor Strange. I'm going to watch that on Friday. What, Doctor Strange? Yeah. Don't you think it's a bit grim? Oh, the way that it's just... I haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't? I'm oh, watching it on Friday. I'm watching it on Friday, jeez. Oh, my not. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I went there, I went to Romford View and there was just loads of students and I had my fleece on that had BT, B, BDC and I just felt like I was just supervising a college trip. <laughs> and one of the students outside was crying afterwards and I was like, oh, I think I'm going to have to go. Are you okay? Okay. <laughs> See you at college tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, and then he emailed me the next day and said thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the BDC podcast, a podcast in which staff and students at Barking and Dagenham College share insightful and entertaining conversations with the digital learning team. We hope to enrich the community at the college by making connections in each fortnightly episode. I'm Nathan, I'm a digital learning apprentice. I'm Bailey, I'm also a digital learning apprentice. Today we're joined by Candice Terrelong, CTL for P2P, and Christina Hebron, lecturer for Reach. So how long have you both been at the college? I've been here six years now. I've been here two years now. And Candice, what's been your best experience? Um, I think the learners and seeing the transformation, the learner journey, yeah, definitely. witnessing them from where we they started with us and some of them apprentices now, level three, some of them are on level two plumbing. It's really lovely to see. Christina, what about you? Yeah, similar. It's like for mine, it's to get them placements. And now we've got like four students that have got paid work. And like the other day, one of my students came and showed me the bike he bought with his first paycheck. So yeah, it makes it worth it. <laughs> Brilliant. So this is the first time on the podcast that we've had two guests speak at once. Mm. <laughs> so first a, time for everything. Yeah. Train starters. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what are you both going to talk about today? We're talking about like social media and um, body image, body so image. unrealistic expectations. Yeah, and what it's doing, especially to like obviously the younger generation now moving into further education and how it affects them. Yeah. I think with social media and obviously working at the college, it's such an important topic. So would you like to introduce what you're going to talk about? Yeah, so obviously we, we started having this conversation in class in class yeah. um, and it just kind of got brought up but there was some sort of like notes on a wall and people were writing positive notes and I was like it's so nice to see positive notes for once the toilets yeah the yeah. toilets yeah and because there's so much negativity and then I was really sad to read like you know on these girls toilets walls like I'm ugly and I'm not worth it and they're literally written on the toilet walls and I just thought car it's the non-at-me of it as well we don't know who it is so you can't help yeah so you kind of feel like you're not doing what you're here to do yeah. And I think we both, because you saw him in B-Block, didn't you? And yeah. I said, well, I've responded to them and I've put the little QR code up and I said, this is our mental health services. Please speak with them. And it's trying to identify who needs that help so we can make sure that they get the help we want. Because we, we agree, yeah. we don't want anyone to feel yeah. how that young person and the people that are responding, yeah, how they're feeling. And then just kind of took us into the conversation of obviously at the moment I was like I wouldn't want to have <laughs> girls because of the amount of pressure that that is to look a certain way and you know you've got 13 year olds that are contouring and I'm yeah. 29 and I don't know how to put on bronzer properly like it doesn't yeah. bother, do you know what I mean like it doesn't bother me like that and you you know they, there's a girl that I the person that I work with her daughter gets up at 5am to get ready for school wow. like this is it's mind-blowing to me and and myself I've been uh, about three or four years ago, I spent near on about £2,000 on filler and cosmetic treatments and everything like that because I downloaded the Facetune app. 
and I edited my face and I made it what I thought was perfect because it looked like the girls on Instagram, this jawline, this cheeks, these big lips. I still have some things, yes, but nowhere near to the extent that I went to. I booked for I have a nose job and luckily I didn't go through with it, but I lost like £800 because I was so fixated on looking like this fake image. And I believed like that people would believe that I looked like that as well. It was my Facebook picture, it was my Instagram picture, like it's insane. So yeah. Yeah, I think when we discussed it, we had a lot of similarities because I said to you, I said, um, I want filler. And I was like, this is what I want to do and this is how I want to look. And you looked at me and was like, no. And it's our own personal journeys as well, realising that we are trying to change how we look to fit someone else's standard or make someone else view us a specific type of way. Yeah. And the I standard of beauty is... is it's unattainable. Yeah. And every single time you get something done, regardless of whether you've now met the face tune, you know, yeah. she's got the jawline in the face tune, but it's still not good enough. Yeah. So we keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. And every single time you get something else changed, you're changing who you were yeah. at the start. 100%. And I think for, for people now that are like, you know, 13 to, to 23, 24 years old, they're constantly looking on on social media and I have to take a break from it sometimes because I compare unhealthily like to things and and the bottom line is social media is not real like we only show the best bits of it if you looked on my social media I'm loving life every day (laughs) I can assure you that's not the case yeah um and it, I just think it's really sad because obviously there's a massive spike in mental health obviously I know we've had pandemics and things like that but this was before that like, and I do think it's to do with this unattainable lifestyle that social media is presenting to people and how you, telling you how you should look, telling you what clothes are fashionable, what handbags you need to have. Like, there's a, a school in my area that have stopped. You're not allowed to bring designer bags to school because it's mm. not fair for students that don't have the ability to do that. Like, I feel sorry for parents now because... Yeah. Like when I was at school, Dream Mac Moose was like six pound, and that was my foundation. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, like, yeah. it's affordable. Yeah, I don't know what they do these days. And just your average Primark shoes would be sufficient. Yeah, and it's here. It's almost like a competition. Yeah. So you are fit by your kind of like your appearance and how what you can afford. So yeah. your income, even though it's not their income, it's it's their parents. And I just I feel like with just with the um, with the toilet door again that unity, that kind of approach where people yeah. are supporting one another to realise actually this isn't this isn't right. Yeah. Let us help. That was the first time I'd seen it and I, I honestly I was sitting there and I just saw all these really <laughs> positive comments and I thought that's obviously there was negative ones there, but they were the reply to it. And I thought that's what you need. You need that little yeah. bit of oomph and, and unity in places because we're all going through stuff. Mm-hmm. But I do I just yeah, I think that image has become such a pressure. And your definition of beauty isn't going to be the same definition as what I think is beautiful. But not to be too, like, deep, but really what is beauty? Because if it's just on what's on the outside, then I don't class that as real beauty. And that's what all these young people are now going from. And if you yeah. don't look like Molly May or if you don't look like whoever, the Kardashians, and you haven't got them lips and you haven't got implants and things like that, you're not beautiful. And I just I, I feel really sad that that is what, the Where world we're going, is yeah. turning into for the younger generation. Yeah. Um, and again, as I say, like I'm, I'm now 29 and it still affects me. I still get, oh, like, I want to edit. I see a picture and I'm like, oh, I shout at my boyfriend if he's posted a picture. I'm like, oh, I haven't edited it yet. Like, it's pathetic. Yeah. Like, because who, who cares if you've got, I've got crow's feet. Obviously, I'm tired. <laughs> like, it's life. So 
it's, it's making it that really perfect, unattainable life, which I think is triggering depression yeah. in young people and adults. It's almost like mental health as well. A lot of people don't want to speak about it. It's like like with no one's come forward and said it's them. So it's like, well, there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. You can have a bad day. There's days where I don't even want to look in the mirror. You just avoid your reflection and you keep on going yeah. in that straight line. And it's like, no one look at me. No one take a picture. And the people, I don't think they realise the repercussion for words and actions. Like you said about Facebook and things like that, posting pictures without your consent. People do things like this and to them it's humorous, but to the person who's actually experiencing it, it's traumatizing. Like I've been in situations where I've had pictures posted of me where, you know, I look terrible and they look lovely, which is fine. But it's just... like the birthday pictures, isn't it? They always look great yeah. on your birthday photos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, just crop me out of it. Do the decent thing, crop me out. And that way I haven't got it because it's almost like you're waiting for that validation. What's the comment going to be? Are people going to like that picture? 100%. You know, oh, I could have done this better. Oh, you could have put that filter on it. And it's, you know, people have to realise that there's certain things that they could say is banter or something that you should just, you know, slide off your back. But it doesn't work like that in, in all situations. So words yeah. hurt, just like yeah. social media does as well. And when you just mentioned there on filters, I mean, the filters now that are available are so extreme. Like... It could be a whole new person. Yeah, yeah. like you... The, I mean, I still have face tune. I might edit like a little, like, background if there's a bit in the background or something, but I don't edit my face and things like that anymore. And... You can literally put makeup on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, and for me, that's just. You wouldn't, if your face looked like that, you're not going to open your face ID. Yeah. Your phone's not like, going to recognize you. And, it, and it's the same thing as well with, like, obviously these body images. Like, what is real on social media now? How? I feel like there should be some sort of like regulations in place that, yeah. that tells you this photo has a filter on it. I think now on Instagram, when you post, it does say that now. On your story, yeah. On yeah, you see it at the top yeah, and, and you save no, it. If, so if I save, if I take a photo with a filter and then I post and, it, then yeah. it will say use with yeah. effect. Because mm-hmm. I saw that the other day. Yeah, and that. but that doesn't take away the... F- I, filters are one thing, but it's, it's face tune. Like, I know that people people can't see it here, but I was looking at this earlier and it was probably not very good for a podcast of, of sound. Um, <laughs> but you can literally, like, I edited... I airbrushed my face to the point and I honestly thought that it was... Someone, you can, listen, you can have yellow teeth, have white teeth all of a sudden, no mascara, yeah. then you've got fake eyelashes, mm. brown eyes, now you've got blue eyes. Yeah. Like you're a completely different, different people. Person. And it's just, it brought more insecurities to me. Like I've always been insecure about my nose. And when I was able to have an app that created a nose for me that I wanted, it just proper confirmed that I wanted to have a nose job and I, I am so glad that COVID happened and I <laughs> wasn't able to have one yeah. um but it's just it's to me it's bonkers and I I'm really worried about the the younger generation and I and it's not just females it's blokes as well like obviously uh, we're talking a lot about like filters and makeup and things like that but boys like if you don't have you know the nicest palm angels 200 pound t-shirt 200 pound t-shirt like <laughs> yeah, exactly can we just can go primark and get a four pounder my but, food shopping for the mum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no but we had this conversation in, in lesson again with uh, with sarah didn't we with um the coats and why the students in summer are wearing big puffer coats and i'm like well that's what they invest their money in this yeah. this is my status this yeah. is canada goose or this is nike and this is trendy but underneath there's a primark top yeah. And God forbid anyone see the Primark top yeah. because all of a sudden you've lost all credibility. You can't hang with the popular kids no more. Yeah. And it's it's people understanding that that's not okay because obviously everyone said you sh- students shouldn't have coats on. It's like, but then who does that student become by me challenging them and saying that coat needs to come off? 
because now that they're, they're not confident. Now they yeah. don't want to be there. Take now they're anxious. Yeah. Exactly. Is the top ironed? Have they been able to wash today? There's so many different things yeah. that we have to take you into consideration with things that like way. that. Yeah. 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 It's so true. I think especially with young people, there is that attraction to like brands and brand names, which are often so expensive. And it does make me think, you know, can you actually afford to... <laughs> be wearing those sorts mm. of clothes i mean debt is at an all-time high in the uk like mm, yeah and i have been really guilty of of living without of my means and going and buying something because i'm like oh my god like it's not sustainable no, no I've, I've gone and bought a 700 pound bag on a credit card like <laughs> yeah. not my and it's like who did i buy that for because there's, yeah. a, there's an expression isn't it don't fill a like a purse a seventy-pound purse, and you're gonna have nothing in it. Buy a five-pound purse and fill it with sixty-five pound. Yeah. Like, and I feel like we're all guilty of you know splurging and things like that. But I do think with young people now, it's just this. It's a competition yeah, almost, and it's and it's Instagram. Yeah, it's a competition that no one knows they're in. We're yeah. just all in the competition, mm, and yeah. it's like Hunger Games. We're all gonna go. Yeah, literally. And I just I don't volunteer as tribute in this game. No. Hundred percent. There's a Kanye West song where he sort of discusses, I suppose, the consumerism side of um, like wearing brands and clothes. And one of the lines that sort of stuck with me is um, something like, we're all self-conscious, I'm just the first to admit it. Do you think that there's, I guess, that sort of feeling of being self-conscious and wanting pro to project an image? I, I heard a thing the other day, and it's even true for myself, is no one's ever posted a photo uh, when they felt good, uh, like good. You post photos because you want people to... Like you, yeah. you want people to say, oh, yeah, you know, you look good. And, and I can hold my hand wholeheartedly say, yeah, I do that. Like, yeah. if I'm having a really rubbishy day, I'll maybe post a, a throwback or something of a time where I didn't feel so rubbish. And it's like, is that really giving me self-worth? Like, is, is that where I'm at in my life? But a like is going to give me self-worth. And I'm a full-blown adult. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and I can openly say that, yeah, I do do that. Yeah. See, I think I'm like the opposite. I don't post. Like, I, ref I don't. Like, I've got one picture on Instagram. Okay, yeah. And that's of me with my friends. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of like peer pressure. Candice, you have to put something <laughs> on there. They need to know who you are. But for me, it's, it's like I won't go places mm -hmm. not because of like the bags or the design of this or design of that is how if I look in the mirror it's almost in a comparison who am I going to be with like what are they going to be wearing what do they look like how are they going to be acting I don't go somewhere and I'm loud and all those kinds of things mm -hmm. I'm quite quiet I like to just keep myself to myself read my book and in those <laughs> situations can I go there and be okay like my yeah. anxiety goes through the roof and I just I just don't go yeah like it's like a little turtle I just go into my shell turn off my phone when it's like a family event, my dad sends about 20 messages and then he'll be calling everyone, anyone who could be around me, make sure she attends. And like his 50th birthday, I didn't go mm. just because I couldn't, like yeah. I couldn't physically do it because I didn't like how I looked that day. Like I couldn't go. Yeah. So everyone else managed to go and I didn't go. But it's, it's, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Like I've had, I've had things like that where I've, I've... <laughs> it's a, it's a rough topic. Yeah, it is. It is really hard. And you, you know, body confidence, like, I think is such an unattainable, it's, it's really hard to attain it. Yeah. Like, there's so much pressure on us. And I'm not just, I know obviously we're women, so predominantly I am going for. But men are yeah. still, men are getting filler now. Look at the jawline yeah, exactly. filler. And the chin filler. Men are getting lip filler now as well. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it, and I just I just think it's just really sad the way that we're mm. going. I've, I've been to some of you where I've, there's been events and, and I've, 
my mum has dreaded me getting ready for it <laughs> because if if it doesn't go well, yeah, it's not it's not I'm not going to be in a good place. Like yeah. and, and then you start. I think it's a downward spiral after that because then you start picking every single little thing that you don't like yeah. about yourself. Like, and then you exclude yourself. So then yeah. people are like, well, what's the point of inviting you if you're yeah. not going to come? Yeah. And then it's like, well, it's a waste of an invite or a waste of this. And then you exclude yourself even further. So now you've got... Then you feel lonely. Yeah, then you're lonely. And you're looking at yourself Exactly. Why does no one like me? Like yeah. you create these image, these things and then you kind of associate it with, you know, oh, with you know, they just don't want to be seen with me. Yeah. So when we were talking about compliments, when yeah. when you said your partner gives you compliments and you're like, don't lie to me. <laughs> don't lie to me. <laughs> I'm saying that. Like it, it feels as though it's almost like they're forced to say it. Like they have an obligation to say something nice to, to get the outcome that they want. Like, yeah. you know, let's go out today. Oh, you look beautiful. And it's like, do, do you? I? You sure? <laughs> I feel a bit paranoid now. Like what's wrong? What's on my face? Even when you walk past and sometimes you catch someone's eye and you're like, Oh, what, so, yeah, what's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, so, I'm <laughs> so insecure about things like yeah. that. But it's, and it's true, and it's, it's it's so sad because obviously your partners and stuff, they, they're going to give you compliments. Yeah. But mm. I, I can't take compliments. And like, when I was younger, <laughs> like, I don't remember not having confidence in myself. I mean, younger, younger. I'm talking like pre 10 years old. Like, I don't ever remember not having confidence and yeah. like, really liking myself and obviously mum and dad would tell me I was pretty and I thought I was pretty and I'm like what happened yeah like I think it is when you get to the age and you're hitting secondary school and you like you said with all the designer and things like mm. that and once you hit secondary school you're meeting people from all different types of backgrounds yeah. like I know my secondary school uh, my primary school sorry we was all from the same area so we was all sort of in the same situation but once I got to secondary school it was people from nicer areas and had nicer things and stuff like that so I think once you hit secondary school that's sort of when everything starts coming yeah. into play yeah and you get that comparison don't you in, in in primary school you don't really get the people like you get the banter that you know oh this is my girlfriend today and then next yeah. week it's someone completely different you know <laughs> times it's almost that kind of they pit you against someone like yeah. Mm, you're yeah. uglier than this person and it's so specific and it's like Okay. okay. Oh my god! Literally, what yes. do I in do? Primary school, you boys yeah. would say, "Oh yeah, no, no, you're uglier than her." Yeah. Do you know what I think? <laughs> my one, I was fine until I went to year nine. I think I can probably narrow mine down to then when my mm. sister joined the school, and she, like to me, she's one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen, and that's obviously but it's biased, but I also think it's true <laughs> because she's my little sister. But then it was almost a comparison. Like you look nothing alike. She's a lot shorter. She went through her growth spurt a lot big, um, sooner twins, than I did. Like. Yeah, like, <laughs> and I'm looking, I'm like, I know both. You know, this is, this is, she's always been the popular one, the one that has those kinds of opinions where I'm more like academic. I like maths, I like books, yeah. I'm a nerd. And she's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then that comparison, like, well, she at the time was, and probably still is, the standard, she was the standard of beauty. She was the popular girl, you know. She's got this really, really tanned olive complexion. She's got really long curly hair. And I'm there, pale as paper. My hair, I bleached it too many times. Like to them, that's not what beauty is. But then I've, I live with the person who they're telling me yeah. is the standard of beauty. And it's like, I see it every day. And it's not her fault. It's just something that's thrown in your face on a regular occurrence. So then it becomes even harder because do you even want to leave the house with her? And it got to a point where you go to school yeah, and I'll go afterwards. But she was getting up at like, like, like five o'clock because yeah. we started school at 8.15. She was getting up really, really early just to make sure that she was ready for school. And I could just never do that. So no, I could never <laughs> do that. that. I wake up half an hour before. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It's something like <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's. Good. But then even you, know, you touch, then obviously you bleach your hair too much. Yeah, mm -hmm. same. When I was in school, like up until college, probably up until maybe like four years ago, I dyed my hair 
all the time. And again, it was a... To blonde. Yeah. Yeah, because that was blonde, that's what you thought yeah. the standard of beauty yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. Blonde hair, so your skin looks more tanned. Yeah. And it's just lovely. And it has to be long. It can't be short hair. Yeah. It has to be long hair. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I, like, think, I think £700 pounds, <laughs> yeah. and my hair was fine but yeah. it's just not good long enough yeah I used to bleach my hair all the time when I was in school I had such long hair and then mm. I bleached it so much that it all broke off yeah. and it was so sad looking back at it now you're probably thinking what on earth yeah what I, on earth was I, I thinking? hate the fact I've done that now because yeah. now I dye my hair back to my normal colour yeah. yeah so I've only recently gone back to yeah. whatever colour you'd call this going on like I've only recently done this and I was adamant that I wanted the blonde, but it kept going ginger and orange. Mm. Yeah, mine was going green and orange. <laughs> and I was like, how many times can I get this right? Like, I can't keep on doing it. Every two weeks, I'm like, oh, we're back to being atrocious. Like, yeah. I can't go to work like it's this. It's the upkeep as well. Like, yeah. there's so much upkeep. Honestly, I know you're a, you're a bloke, but I mean, I get my lashes done, which are 30 pound mm. every, 40 pound every three weeks. My hair extensions are 700 quid. My, like, some beds. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I'm sitting here preaching that they're a thing to be done, but I am. I'm that's the thing. I think that's what's, what's good, though. That is coming from someone who is currently going through it yeah. and saying, "All right, well, I can see that there's an. I can't necessarily help it right now, but mm. I'm not right in the way I'm going yeah. about things. Yeah, like, yeah. I do the same, but I stopped getting eyelashes for the sheer fact that I knew that I was relying on it to wake up and be able to look in the mirror and say, oh, "I look okay today." Yeah, 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 mm. And I was it. like, I can't keep on doing that to myself. So it was like I have um, three nieces, and I thought. I see them and they look at me and think, you know, this is fine. She's confident or whatever they look at, however they look at me. And I wanted to show them that that's not realistic. It's not real. So even like I get, when I do my makeup and my hair, I do it with the light off. So I don't have the mirror like, yeah, straight in my face. I don't want to see myself that early in the morning. (laughs) I have like a, there's a routine. The doors open to a certain extent to let the light in from the outside. And I wanted to try and change as much as I could like certain things like the eyelashes. Mm. I've only recently got my nails done because I had an event, but I don't usually get them done anymore. So that I could kind of take away the things that I was relying on. Yeah. So that I could get comfortable in being uncomfortable. Yeah. And like it's, the, it's, it's, the, yeah. it's really hard. It's when I'm, it's difficult because I've had so many events, like with my dad's, I, I didn't go, but then to so many events that I've missed recently because, you know, oh, should have gone and got my eyelashes done, but can't book in last minute because yeah. the eyelash lady is very, very busy. Yeah. And then even just bad experiences when you're, you know, I really need to pick me up. I'm going to go get eyelashes done. Yeah. And then they get done really, really badly and it makes you even worse. <laughs> like, oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my eyelashes are gone. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a vicious circle. It's, yeah, it is insane what... The, yeah, the lengths people go to. Go to yeah. yeah. And I'm not even, like, the worst. No, no. Some of my friends, the yeah. amount of money that they pay on beauty treatments and yeah. things like that. And like, if I, you know, if money was no object, I could... <laughs> I can confirm yeah. I would probably be going down a spiral like do you know what I mean which is terrible um but for me it was I, I stopped editing my pictures on Instagram and that was like my biggest like breakthrough I created a whole new Instagram and just deleted my old one because like that person it, it's, it like they don't exist like I don't look like that yeah and even like for example my jaw filler I got jaw filler in 2017 I think I've spent about 700 pound on it it dissolved relatively quickly Four years later, I've just lost two stone. Guess what? I've got a jaw for yeah. free. <laughs> the secret is you needed to lose weight. You didn't need to inject your jaw with, but we're all looking for easy cop-outs. Yeah, and fast fixes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Listening to both of you talk about how many different aspects there are to uh, self-image really sort of makes me reflect on like how big of an issue it is to so many people. I think it's something that we can really like discuss in the next half of the podcast. I've definitely got so many questions about all of the things that you've brought up.
For now though, we're gonna to go to the film club section. So this is the film club section of the podcast where we ask our guests what their favorite film or TV show is. So Candice and Christina, what are your favorite films and TV shows? See, like I said, I'm a nerd. This is my thing. So I, I've got that and I was like, how do I narrow it down? I've got so many that I like to pick from, but I think, I think everyone who knows me, Harry Potter is like my go-to. With everything. It's my comfort as well. Yeah, I've got like... a Harry Potter tattoo. I'm like, listen, die hard Harry Potter. Separated, like... Exactly, this is my sister, guys. <laughs> you know, I used to walk around college with um, a Harry Potter necklace, the Deathly Hallows, and people would go, what is wrong with you? Like, what is that? And I'm like, it's Harry, it's Harry Potter. If you come into my office, I've got a Harry Potter poster. I've got the- Which one's your favorite? Or what, out of Harry Potter out or the films? Them, the films. See, it's either Prisoner of Azkaban or Ooh. Goblet of Fire, but then Order of the Phoenix is really good. I'm not a fan of the first two films. I'm, I prefer the books. Oh, the first one's my favorite. I really like the first. Oh, I do you like the first film? Yeah, Jamie it makes me feel like I want to be. In, yeah, like the whole kind Hogwarts. of start. I want to get the letter. <laughs> yes. Like I want the letter. I want to. I want to get on the train. Me. I am Hermione yeah. in that moment. Like I'm going. That's you it. And, yeah, and people when I grew up was like, "That's that's you," and I'm like, "Lovely, take it as a compliment." But really, they're calling me bossy. <laughs> 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 but now it's just it's just something that I've, I think it gives me good memories because um, when I was in school, I remember. I saved up all my pocket money to go to Woolworths. I don't know if you guys, do you know Woolworths? Oh yeah, <laughs> I used to love Woolworths. Right? Yeah, but it's, a, yeah. it's like, you get, Woolworths, you nice. it's nice, it's, it's an everything shop. Yeah. It's kind of like a- It's like B&M. Wilkinson's, yeah. Yeah, but it's I like- I think I've from there before. Yeah, they had school <laughs> uniform, they had books, obviously, DVDs, stationery. Little section. mini yeah, tins. The, the Pick-a-Mix, the most unhygienic yeah. place in the world, the Pick-a-Mix <laughs> section. Like, Good times. If COVID was about then, geez, we'd all have it. Do you know what I mean? We would have all had it very early on. But I remember saving my money. And to me, it was like, we didn't grow up in a family that had loads and loads of money. So for me to be able to purchase that book and not go to the library to get it, get it, I think that's why it stuck with me. So it's like, I spent nine pound on this book. Yeah. I'm going to treasure it. And it's still in my house. So things we used to queue up with the new releases. You don't queue up books anymore. Oh no, I queued up outside. Yeah. I queued up outside Tesco at, at like I, I was supposed to be in school. Like <laughs> I was like, please don't let like, my teacher see me right now. Like, for a book. And the thing it was it was first edition. And my um my cousin, she used to go Great Ormond Street and Emma Watson, Hermione came to the hospital on the one day that I went with her. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh like fangirling at work because I was here and she got me a signed book. Um, oh, of the Chamber so of guessed. Secrets. And it's just, oh. if you come to my house, <laughs> you'd think <laughs> I met her. Right. Exactly, it's just there, signed, autographed, it's lovely. And my little cousin hates Harry Potter. So she's got all signed books for herself and I've got my one. And she's just like, mm. gives it out Take like them. it's free water. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly, have them. Uh, my favorite TV show is Married at First Sight Australia at the oh, moment. God. I just, I'm a reality lover, I'm not gonna lie. It's my escapism because I just, you don't have to think about anything and just live through other people's drama. <laughs> That's me with Real Housewives. I'm like, oh, oh Real yeah. Housewives is amazing. It's addictive, but you know, some of them, amazing. I'm like, you know what, their their lifestyle isn't good enough. Like, <laughs> you know, I can relate too easily to this. Yeah. I, I want it to be unrealistic. I want it to be like, you know, it's not attainable. Yeah, this isn't exactly. My life. You know, Potomac, and it's like, yeah, the house yeah. is not very big. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. want to see this on a TV. Yeah, <laughs> I could walk down the street and see yeah, this. Yeah, so true. I'm gonna put on Real Housewives of Atlanta. They live in mansions, and there oh, we go. Yeah. yeah. They and are. that's what at the minute as well. I've got like a. I get I'm so invested into it though, like too invested. Exactly. I can remember that kids' names, but not my own. Like. 
I literally, I was, I was watching Married at First Sight, the most recent one, and then I ended up listening to an Australian podcast just because I wanted to find out the juice. <laughs> and I thought, I actually need to get out more. Like, this is a bit far, even for me. Yeah, I need a hobby. The series is over. Like, just call it a day, Christina. Normally I'd have something I could say about TV series, but reality is just way out of my <laughs> way out of my uh, viewing. Zone. Are you more of a Marvel person? Uh, I do enjoy Marvel films. Um, I think I like you just, like a wide range of films, don't yeah, you? Yeah, a lot of it's sort of like drama. But I could I could end up talking for like a whole podcast worth of like TV shows that I've seen. I enjoy. Um, I think for now let's uh, let's head back to <laughs> talking about. Um, body image and social media and uh, roll the credits on the film club. So Candice and Christina, I think what you've brought to talk about is really important and I have so many questions that I'd like to get your opinion on. So social media, I think, is such a big part, like you said, about body image and how we uh, perceive ourselves. So do you have any advice or guidance on how you can manage social media? For me personally, I, I do have to take breaks off social media where I just delete the app. Like I, they're still there, they're still active. I'm just not on them. Um, you should make sure you're following the right kind of accounts. Like if you're following accounts that are going to make you you feel bad about the life that you're living, just unfollow them. And I think the hardest thing for me is even if it's some friends that you you don't really want to follow you can mute them for one thing but it's okay to not follow somebody and it's you don't have to give somebody a justification for not doing it it's your social media you're in charge of the posts that you see and you can have that control of it it's the only bit that we have control of like yeah so if you're able to kind of limit kind of negative images or or things that you connotate with negative feelings or maybe people that you don't even really like and you're just following, just get rid of them. Like that's something that I think's helped me a bit. Um, I think for me, it's more like a like setting yourself a pattern. Like I demonstrate the behaviors that I wanted to receive myself and I used to post pictures, you know, I wanted nice comments, not negative comments. So like TikTok, I like every single post I see, as long as I understand what it is. It's not hateful, it's not rude. You know, it's not insulting someone or mocking someone. If you look on my like page on TikTok, it goes on. I can never find anything that I want on there, <laughs> ever. And my For You page is just, it's like it's like Woolworths Pick a Mix. Yeah. And every single time, if there's like a small business, I'll put something nice, like this is really good. I could think it's, you know, not for me, but good for you. Do you know what I mean? I'd, continuing that, it's not necessarily for karma. Yeah, because, <laughs> The more that you put out um, positivity, it's the more you get it back. Mm. I kind of feel mm -hmm. like that positive outlook strays away from the negative. Like I'm not looking on TikTok anymore to to compare myself to someone. I find Instagram really hard. Yeah, because TikTok's of the sponsored. Good. I like TikTok a lot. Yeah, TikTok is it's kind of like a welcoming zone where everyone's it's really diverse. Yeah. And you have so many different people. Life hacks funny. Yeah, all like backgrounds. one minute someone's dancing, the next minute someone's teaching me how to cook something that I didn't know or how yeah. to clean something lovely. Like I amazing stuff. I enjoy TikTok a lot. Yeah. And I feel like there's not so much of the, you know, body image changing, the editing. You can't really edit. Like, yeah, because that. it's all video. Yeah. yeah, but TikTok reminds me of the, the wall. Like there's one negative comment and there's just floods of positivity. Yeah. And it's that supportive it's really network. Nice. Whereas I don't use Twitter. Don't really use Facebook unless no, I'm same. follow like my nan needs to message me. Yeah. Like hi nan. <laughs> Instagram I find a problem because it Instagram is, yeah. anything can pop up. And it's it's again, like I don't necessarily like the things I see on Instagram. There's a lot of hate, I feel. So much that hate. can appear there. But then I look for the 
personally, I look for the positives in it. Like someone can advertise their new brand or their new business and they're doing really, really well. Or this person has posted this and this is their growth journey. And there's loads of things that you see about like people's kids and whatnot, like this is a health journey or this is a fitness journey. Those are the kinds of things I purposely look for to counteract, yeah. counteract something that I would find not triggering, but <coughs> for want of a better word. Okay. <laughs> what advice would you give to young people who struggle with body positivity? I think I think individual individuality is beauty. Yeah. That that's my mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, there's no joy in looking like every single person. Imagine, go to a twin and ask them, are you happy that you both look exactly the same? Yeah. And mm. nine times out of 10, they're probably gonna go, oh, I wish there was a distinguishing feature. And it's usually in their personality, like Christina was saying earlier. That's how you distinguish between people who look identical. You should be like with the noses and things like that. Every person looks different. And that's what makes you that individual, that unique kind of yeah. person. That's what you bring to the table, your yeah, uniqueness. Exactly. Before you learn maths, English and all the different things, you are you. And, and yeah. that's the present that you bring. And I think it's it's very difficult, obviously, when you're younger. And I know that I didn't believe what my elders would say to me and the advice that they would give me. But I do think, you know, really learn to love the skin that you're in. And that, and that can take years. I'm still going through it now. But mm-hmm. I really do love the person that I am and becoming. And it's not so dependent on my physical appearance. Whereas if you asked me this four years ago, I wouldn't be happy with where I am. And I'm like, but I've not changed. <laughs> Mm. the only thing is your outlook's changed I've accepted this is what I look like and you know this is what makes me who I am and just going back to a really valid point you know you can the stuff the surgeries that some people young people are getting you have to remember that they're some of them are irreversible Mm -hmm. so you know I'm a real advocate for putting an age limit on on surgeries um but obviously that's my control um (laughs) but you know like I said about the nose job like I I lost my dad during the pandemic and I have my dad's nose and if I had got a nose job I wouldn't have I wouldn't have I look everything else is my mum's and it's like you know it really brings it into perspective like yeah and again beauty is in the eye of the beholder and I know that sounds really like cringe or cliche but it really is like I'm not going to be beautiful to some people but I'm beautiful to my boyfriend and to my mum and to the people that that matter um like a stranger going down the street or a stranger on Instagram is not going to be important to you in the long run and once you get into that mindset it will really help you (laughs) yeah so following on from what you were saying about mindset how important do you think mental health is to body image as well Oh, yeah, it does. The anxiety, I, I have anxiety day to day. I'm like living yeah, with anxiety at this point. Like, I've come accustomed to it. And it's just there. It's part of me now. That's that's part of my personality. <laughs> Candies, anxiety, best friends. Um, I think just like with anything that goes on that's negative, it kind of impacts your mental health because you you, you isolate yourself and then you put yourself in a predicament where you're not out there, you're not talking mm. to people, you're not getting fresh air, yeah. you're just sitting in your room, in my case, reading it's a, a book. Roller, it's, a, it's a roller coaster. Yeah. And it becomes, it gets to a point where it's, it's different. It's, it's interesting that obviously we both have the same experiences. But then there's certain times where you say it and people are like, what, what are you talking about? Mm. And it kind of makes you feel like you're going slightly insane yeah. because it's like, why, why am I thinking this? And it's the lack of understanding and things like that. I think, um, yeah, I think it can really, really, really negatively impact your your mental health. Yeah. And 
obviously we all know like mental health is rife and it is especially a rife in young people which is so sad um and I think for me um I've just been on a like a diet health kick thing since January and I've had anxiety since I was like 16 like I still have social anxiety but and I've had depression in and out blah 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 but I changed my diet and I changed like what I was putting in me and going for walks and having 10,000 steps a day and drinking two litres of water. And I can honestly say that my anxiety just dropped. And yes, okay, aesthetically, I was getting better for what I wanted, but it was in my mind, my, I would say now, like my outlook to things and how I feel, like my anxiety has shrunk so much just from eating better and things like that. And that's, there's not enough emphasis on that like just doing the basics of looking after yourself yeah it's also being occupied isn't it that's what we're saying when you when you isolate yourself you have nothing else to do or think about other than those negative things so when you're going for those walks or you've got that structure or that routine it's like okay I have less time to think about those negative things or what I don't like about myself you have to fulfill your interests elsewhere like I need to occupy my time doing x y and z I can't do this yeah yeah so it's like an investment in yourself. Yeah, so I was about to say, yeah. you, you need to invest in yourself. And whether that be just that you have breakfast in the morning mm-hmm. rather than going all the way until like two o'clock before you eat or whether it be, you know, you bring a bottle of water around with you. There's so many things that you can do. Look, I'm not saying that's going to cure your body <laughs> dysmorphia or your body imagery or, your or you know, your mental health because there's so many layers to it. But if it can help and just even for an hour give you that, freedom yeah that release yeah that release i think that would be a really good thing to try to do absolutely do you think if everyone stopped editing their photos it would have a positive effect on the future generation yeah yeah to an extent this is the thing we're not in control of other people's opinions and other people like to to have be opinionated other people like to be mean so that negativity is still going to be on the pictures. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, it's not true. necessarily about filters. It's about how we come together as people. And it's like, you know, I could get filler. If I want filler and I'm doing it for myself, get the filler. Not yeah, yeah, I've got the out. lips. I like my lips. Like I wouldn't. But then the judgment that. around it. Yeah. Everyone should just be supportive. You may not agree with the decision. Support the decision regardless. There's so many things that are out of your control. Adding in a negative comment or making someone feel less than isn't going to change how you as a person feel. So it's more than just filters. It's it's about how we as people support one another. I like think, small businesses. Yeah, like, and the thing is, social media is, it has got so many brilliant elements to it. Like, I'm not just going to bash social media. But, you know, when social media first came out for me, uh, and obviously we're similar age. Yeah, MySpace. MySpace. <laughs> that was cool. You had, you had like four photos on there, maybe a the best fit you're getting is black and white yeah like like, and it was very just fun and then Facebook when it was Facebook it wasn't like Facebook as it is now and obviously Instagram when it first came out Instagram was all about taking a picture of your Starbucks coffee putting mm-hmm. a putting a fang, funky edit on it and saying you're a photographer and hashtagging the hell out of it that yeah. was Instagram and it was just seeing yeah. people's pictures whereas obviously it's now been developed into this business a, yeah. not, you know it's a platform for people to make money out of it yeah and I think that's great I do think that's great to be able to do that but you know we've got obviously influencers now that that's that's their job which is fantastic for them but it's like you are setting this to young people you know you speak I speak to people in my class and when they get older and they leave they, they want to be an influencer and although I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with that because of course but 
there are other avenues that you can go down other than, you know... There's so much more out there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, (laughs) And it's really difficult as well on social media, you know, there's so much competition. But I feel like there should be... um, You have to verify yourself on social media apps. You have to prove that you are who you are uh, before you're even allowed to be on the app. Uh, You can only have one per person. Do you know what I mean? The moderation on it needs to be a lot stricter, I feel like. um, yeah. It shouldn't be that you as a person get to decide, you know, I don't want to be called. It's like when Taylor Swift got the snake emojis and she's yeah. disabled that from being able to be commented. You shouldn't be able to leave hate comments on any form of social media yeah. platform. Mm. And I think that's how they could move forward. It's, you know, if you've got that negativity, keep it to yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're not going to enable that trolling. Yeah. And that's what I think that that's where they lose focus. They, you know, the more people, the better. And people create the six, six account, um, six account mm. sorry five of which are fake, just so that they can continue to put that hate speech. So moderate the actual platforms themselves, yeah. disable hate comments. What is it on YouTube? You can't dislike something now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mm. Those kinds of things. Yeah. The approach of, you know, we're all trying to work together to make this a safer and nicer place yeah. for people to be. Yeah. Do you think that supporting each other through social media could actually have a positive impact for people's self-esteem? I think it can. Um, I think that social media has become so big now that I think that elements of this should be taught in schools, like, and there should be awareness about it in schools and how you should sort of conduct yourself on social media and what the purpose of, like, social media is, because I don't think there's enough. We were saying this the other day, wasn't we? With, with, you know, when people are are kind of age and, and... you know, they've been a bully or they've said something that's not very nice. There wasn't that education when we were younger. Mm. There wasn't that exposure. We didn't have the social media. We didn't see the impact. You say a negative thing, you go and you don't see that person again. Yeah. yeah. So whatever after effect, that's for them to deal with and you leave it. Whereas now there's no excuse. Yeah. You're using mm. social media. You can see the outcome. There's people crying. There's people like with mental health issues. There's people that are suicidal. There's so much stuff going on. It needs to be something that's enforced and taught to people, you know, what is appropriate, what isn't appropriate. And it forms into so many different categories, like with the mental health, um, appropriate relationships, consent, things yeah. like that. Like all of these different things tie in to social media. It's it's And we need to be doing more stuff proactively from from young, you know, secondary school, as soon as they get into secondary school, to be sort of raising awareness for it because you're gonna ultimately be able to possibly prevent it from happening in the future. Some of the mental health that people will get from it, the body dysmorphias, the insecurities, the abuse. Um... It's like learning a new language, isn't it? The younger yeah. you are, the easier it is for you to learn. Yeah. If you grow up in an environment where hate is accepted and you can treat people like that and it hasn't been taught to you from a young age, it's difficult to then reverse it. Mm-hmm. So if you embed it and you say, right, well, this is our expectation and also the repercussions, there has to be suitable repercussions for things like that. I know growing up, a lot of the time I saw about bullying was, was Harvey Price mm. and his disabilities and the yeah. memes. And you still see these kinds of things now. And it's only recently that people have been held accountable for those kind of things. So then why was it 10 years ago acceptable? Yeah, it should, It's zero tolerance. Mm. We have a lot of zero tolerance with a lot of things, yeah. but that's something that kind of, it's like a gray area. Yeah, and I think when social media obviously started to come obviously massive, I don't think anyone kind of sort of predicted how, how, how big, big it would be and yeah. how implemental it it's going to be to to everybody. Like, yeah. I would love to not have social media, honestly. Like, I, it's the first thing I do when I wake up is I check yeah. my social media. Um, 
my screen time is disgusting. I think mine is honestly about 10 hours. Yeah, I had like a seven and a half the other day and I was like, that's Candy Crush, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Instagram, I promise. <laughs> One thing that actually really helped me when I was in college was setting a 30 minute time limit on Instagram. And I've stuck to that religiously ever yeah. since. In a way, it kind of, um, I suppose, allowed me to see the good parts of social media, which I think there are. Uh, I share a lot of like memes with my friends. Um, and I suppose in sort of not taking it as seriously, that has helped me. Do you think that's a positive of social media? 100%. I actually forgot to mention that earlier, like about the, the limits. Like they're really healthy to do. And I have an hour limit on my, my social media across all of them a day, which actually a day, an hour is actually quite a long time. Mm. Um but there are, yeah, social media is funny. Like, I crack up on TikTok regularly <laughs> yeah. by myself. I'm in stitches. Or, like, I'll be with my partner and I'm like, I forget that we're together. And often <laughs> suddenly, like, one of us laughs. Like, there's so much good in it. Um, but it's like everything, isn't it? There's good and... Everything's good in moderation. Yeah. It's like exactly diets, it. really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if you can teach yourself how to be in control of it and not let it consume you... Mm. obviously we kind of come from like different generations but when I was growing up you know you if you wanted to go on the internet you had to make sure that somebody wasn't using the home phone yeah so like we didn't have that AOL dialogue yeah <laughs> like I didn't have that like all that exposure to phones just pick your phone up just pick your phone up it's got yeah. everything on there you know it's got our diaries it's got our it wasn't so accessible and whereas now obviously we're permanently in our hands and I think you know it's even like ideas that I found with my friends it was like it'd be good to have like restaurants that are no phones like and you know you know things like that that you can't you can't use your phone in that you have to put it in a lockbox or, or I went to a Sam Smith concert years ago and they made you put your phone in a lockbox so you, you couldn't record it and I think that things like that you know could be quite good yeah um, but yeah everything's just so accessible you have to have real self-control and willpower on a down day I'll still spend three hours on social media because I'm distracting myself I'm sure yeah. my friends would welcome a little place for me to put my phone when I go out to restaurants. <laughs> like I'm just, the thing is I'm not actually doing anything. I'm just on it, just looking at it so that I don't have to look at the people around me so that I can stay. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. otherwise I'm yeah. gonna make an excuse when I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not staying here. And sometimes your phone actually like, like I, I, I have anxiety and, and I get anxiety watching TV if it's too intense and stuff. And if I'm watching something with my partner, I'll go on Candy Crush because I'm like, I can listen to it, but I want to make sure that I'm not stressing. Yeah. Um, so I'm using my phone, but it is actually to stop my anxiety sort of creeping in. And like what you were saying, it's the same when you go out, like I'm using my phone. but So I can, be, so I can stay out. This <laughs> is a distraction, like I'm not trying to be rude. Yeah. So we've spoken a lot about body image um, and I wanted to ask you a question uh, about body image from a man's perspective. So I think there's a lot of pressure on um, especially young men to look like um, Henry Cavill or... Um, <laughs> Aquaman. Yeah, Jason Momoa, <laughs> Chris Evans. Please, not joking. And with like Marvel films being as big as they are, I think when you see these actors in such incredible shape so often, it almost creates this idea that that's normal for yeah, men. Unattainable. Yeah, and that's that's really uh, what I wanted to ask you about. So I've looked into this just where I'm beginning to get into fitness. And I've seen that a lot of actors almost destroy their health 
to to look a certain way yeah. and they do look very you know chiseled or um you know muscular physically aesthetic yeah, yeah. but that becomes their personality almost like everything i do is devoted to making sure i fit this criteria of appearance i wanted to know what you thought about how pushing yourself to you know physical extremes to look a certain way and neglecting other aspects of your health um can impact someone See, it's a, it's a it's a difficult one that one not necessarily from the mouse perspective but in general just you know trying to reach a, a goal or you know this is what i want to look like and you kind of have that you know pat on the back oh i've managed to look like this but it's never enough you always want to go to the next step and i think there's nothing wrong like when you said with marvel there's nothing wrong with looking like dr strange or hawkeye like they're, they're fine they're still yeah. avengers at the end of the day they're great they're not, they're not Chris Evans. They're not, Black, <laughs> they're not Black Panther, but they're great and they're part of the team. So, you know. And I think what we were saying, like, about, like, obviously, beauty's in the eye of the beholder earlier. Like, everyone's got a type and not all women. Like, I can say that Guarantee I'm not a fan you. of yeah. muscles. No. Yeah, so no. that's not my type. Yeah. Like, you know, you look at someone, you're like, they're going to spend more time in the gym than yeah. so, I want to enjoy a burger yeah. together, babe. I want to go. Yeah, exactly. I want five stars. But I, go work I, do, I do think in men, it, there is, it's, it's just maybe not as extreme with all the things that us women do to ourselves in that sense, but like from my my partner, um, he is so trying to bulk up. He's naturally very thin and he's very insecure about it. Like obviously I think he's gorgeous, but it's a massive insecurity for him to the point where, you know, he's he's always looking like, oh, I've been to the gym, like, can you tell? And I'm like, what from? From the one hour gym session you just <laughs> yeah. done, yes, I can tell. Like obviously not, like, but but that's from a man's perspective. And it's like if you actually really think about it, that's similar to what we go through. We're, yeah. we're doing like to ourselves. Yeah, my, my partner is exactly the same. He's like naturally very slim and he's doing the same thing where he's going to the gym and trying to bulk up. Trying to eat and, all the time. But he's naturally slim, yeah. so it's a struggle. He's trying all these protein powders and all these different things, thinking an hour gym session will improve it, but He's going to have to put months and months into yeah, it to yeah. achieve that. 100%. I think one of the men's thing is, is a lot of them, don't, they're less inclined to comment on it. When we look at social media and things like that, a lot of the time it's girls supporting yeah. girls. And I get it because, you know, it happens a lot more. But males also, they kind of refrain from sharing that kind of opinion. As far as the world is concerned, they're fine. But I think there's no shame in, in asking for help or having those same restrictions that we was talking about, I think it's more both genders, whatever you need as a person, as an individual, you need to support yourself with your mental health and your own outlook on your appearance. What can you do to better yourself? And it's lovely that they're going to the gym. They're doing what they need to be doing. It's just in moderation, I suppose. Yeah. Candice, Christina, thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. As I mentioned before, this is such an important topic. It really impacts people from all different backgrounds, gender, age. And I think having this conversation really opens up all the different aspects and what we can do to, I suppose, improve uh, how we view ourselves and how we act towards other people. If you'd like to be on the podcast, send us an email. We are digitallearning at bdc.ac.uk. We'll be back in two weeks with another podcast episode.